Hi, welcome back to All Things Data. We've talked a lot about AI, data science, NLP generally, and we've talked a little bit about some use cases, but today let's actually hit home with the payers of NLP. Let's talk to the executives. Today we're very specifically and deliberately going to be talking about how NLP affects your business from an executive's point of view. So without further ado, let's get going. Hi, Victor. We've spoken a lot about NLP in the past, but can you quickly give us a broad overview of what NLP does? Sure. We're now in 2022, obviously, and almost at the end of it. So <clears throat> NLP kind of seems almost like a common knowledge thing, right? You get to a place where you understand that the content of language needs to be diced up and, and made digital in some way so that you can use computers, especially AI, to get some outcome, whatever that outcome is. So why don't we just hit home with the general idea of NLP because that probably informs of what their staff is doing. So on the very broad, highest level of it, you're looking at, you're gonna get all this content. So let's say you already have the content or you're putting in some documents of some sort that you've received. From that content, you're going to extract the NLP programs and programmers know the kind of details you need to extract, they'll do most of that work for you. Then they'll write some part of the program that also interprets that content. So you need to understand that content, kind of like decide what the meaning of certain things are and kind of start to understand the totality of that piece of content, not just a sentence. Generally, at that point, you'll also start analyzing the content from sentences, paragraphs or whatnot against other sequences within the piece of content or possibly historical data if you have that available to you. And then uh, the end game of all this is to create some idea of a decision. So that's the outcome that we talk about. So you wanna get to a place where you're either classifying or inferring, so you're making lists or you're predicting something. Yeah, that pretty much kind of bakes a little cake of the overview. Tell me more about how NLP works at the 1,000 foot level. Okay, so at the 1,000 foot level, the NLP program is largely going to be parsing all the data. In its program and in its sort of methodology, NLP is going to do very good at understanding synonyms and antonyms within that data and those words and phrases, the general sentence syntax, and this is also language independent. So you can load up dictionaries that are specific to English, but you can load, you know, one for Mandarin, you could load one for Swahili, you could load one for German. There are many, many languages available. So the sentence syntax is different in many languages and representations of language. So you'll have different dictionaries that sort of tease that out. You also end up having the program look through for similarity and context generally of those words and phrases and sentences. So there's, you know, a sort of distance from each other in terms of the words when you're talking about similarity. And there are many ways to understand how similar words by largely looking at words that are similar and that word stems from. And then the last real big part that you do with NLP specifically and not an AI program thereafter is you want to understand the entities within your content and you want to extract them. <clears throat> entities meaning things such as 
the noun or the thing that's being acted on or the actor in a, in a sentence, along with specific parts of the text that are important to that sentence. Those become entities and those start to inform the NLP program about your content and the context they're in. Okay, how would an organization go about implementing an NLP system? So if we take, you know, the decision out of the way that you're going to buy versus do it yourself, well, we may <clears throat> look at that later. But in, in general terms, your staff is going to look to ingest a lot of content. Now, you may already own and have that content. It may be something you've published in the past. It may already be ready for computers. So, you know, it may be content from the web that you have or whatnot. So the NLP program and the programmer want to ingest all that and sort of start building a library <clears throat> of sentences, words, and, and basically of content for you. Um, they then want to assess individual words, sets of words, sequences of words, and start to understand them in the sense that we talked about in the previous portion where they're looking at similarity, sentence syntax, and things along those lines. We broadly mentioned stemming, like it was one word that I mentioned in the previous question, but at this point, words be, are stemmed. So stemming, looking, or not looking, but understanding a word and its, I guess, its origin, so that you can understand that a cat is also a feline and is also an animal and is also a mammal. You know, so it's not just that the origin, the etymology origin of the word, we're actually talking about like the lineage of the word and the keeping within the, the structured meaning that you have. You know, it's possible that in slang, cat could mean something else. So within a sentence with the word cat, you'd have to understand that that cat means the feline cat as opposed to a slang cat. It's a bad example, but I mean, I'm sure you guys can understand that slang can sort of get in there. Once that's all, you want to kind of reduce the fluff or the noise for the program. So at this point, you generally look to remove filler words, stop words, things that don't add more meaning to the sentence, don't really give it any more syntax, but they're there really for humans to have a better listening of someone's content or understanding of that content. If I were just to speak to you in nouns and, and verbs, you would probably understand what I'm saying, but it would be kind of coarse and odd to hear. So the computer programmer and program sort of start removing all that. Then you sort of go into a dependency parsing and you start reviewing the relationship between words. That's why you know that cat is a feline cat and not some other cat. So now you're looking at the totality of the words in a sentence or paragraph or section. And then at the end of that, or alongside that, I guess, all the words get tagged with part of speech tags. So that is, I guess, the determination or classification of a word as to whether it's a noun, a verb, an adjective, an adverb, whatever, because each one of those entities will matter differently and will get different weight in, in a program later. And you can treat them differently as well because now you have them classified. So that sort of all then becomes the input to a further program. So now you've largely ingested and digitized and understood the language, but you haven't built something on top of that. So now comes the work of, and it's probably your software engineers and AI, so data science people, will have to take all those signals and understand them and do whatever it is that you expect as your outcome. That's quite in depth. 
I have a two-part follow-up. Is this something that can be done fully in-house? And what are the cost considerations? Okay. Yeah, it could very well be done all in I mean, it's based on the staff you have. So like the talent you have, obviously. If you were an organization that relied on no code all the time, you probably don't have the people there for it. If you've never had AI and data science in your organization, you probably don't have the people for it. However, if you already have that department or those functions in your organization, it's possible that you can do some or most. However, you may not get as good a result as buying something off the shelf. And as an executive, you often want a neck to ring. So you may want to look to buy something off the shelf so that you have the support and whatnot from it. And you don't have to worry about that, I guess, that talent existing in your organization for a single purpose. If this isn't the main purpose of your organization to be a content first organization that cares a lot about on NLP and speech and text and whatnot, and this is just like a feature in another program, you may look to buy as opposed to build it yourself. Implementation itself, uh, I mean, we've sort of touched on it with the ingestion and how NLP works, but broadly, I mean, you're going to collect a lot of text data, lot and lot and lots of it, right? Just like with most other machine learning and AI programs, you need data. It's a foregone conclusion that the more data you have, the better signals and the more signals you'll have. Once you have all that data, you're going to clean it up because, you know, it's messy. You might have actual physical documents that you're scanning and then you have to OCR them. So recognize characters, optical character recognition. So you have to actually pull data from, you know, like a scanned thing. And then if it's not scanned and you have PDFs and all this other stuff, you may be able to extract the data but you still have to do that cleanup that we talked about on the previous question. You're often going to want to label the data, the sentences, the sections, whichever, however you're manipulating that content, you want to label it so that it will help you get to the outcome because you're gonna to want to say this piece of text or this piece of this sentence or this paragraph, section, whatever page has this sort of meaning to me. And it's important that other pieces of content that we see in the future can signal to me that they are meaning this as well. So you're looking for other things that might be possibly an invoice or might be a memo, let's say, right? So you're classifying based on that. And there's many other things. You now have the ability at this point to take that data and load it into a machine learning and AI program that you're going to write and you're going to train a model. You're going to train this model. And it's going to largely be based on the interplay between the content. So words, sentences, paragraphs, all that stuff and your labels. And it'll train the machine to basically pick up on the patterns of text to what you want labeled. So it's not going to look for exact matches. It's going to, you know, kind of in a fuzzy way, look for language that has similar within certain confidence. That's something that you put in as well, your programmers put in, and uh, then it'll surface it. So now you're saying, okay, well, I believe that this is an invoice, this is an invoice, this is an invoice. So now you sort of have the outcome that you wanted. You were able to classify. So now that you have your model, you're largely going to, just like all AI programs, you're going to test, validate. And once you find that the model is good, you're likely going to find some way to deploy it. So that's if you run it all in-house. Now, the difference being... If you do this 
externally, so by buying a system or buying a license to a system, you'll probably still have to source most of the data, but then most of that other stuff that we talked about, those four or five other steps, that system should do the job of cleaning up and parsing data. You probably have to label or have a labeling service that does it for you, unless your department, your data science and AI people just actually create unsupervised models, which you don't label. It's just going to parse and cluster them in certain ways. And then you likely have to jump in and help understand what those clusters are. But there are ways to not label data as well. So there's obviously several different ways to implement this. However, they differ if you're able to have the talent and do the work as opposed to buy the thing and somebody else do it for you. And timing itself also differs slightly. If you're able to acquire a platform, your time to deploy is usually a bit shorter and your cost may be about equal or not quite as high in the internal version. However, your support cost, your ongoing support cost, if this is not a key part of your business, may be too much to undertake as opposed to get somebody else to support it. So those are some of the considerations that you would have in implementing an NLP system at your organization. So there we have it. We talked a little bit about what NLP is to an executive, how it gets done at your organization, the interplay between buying versus having your own staff do it. And we left you guys with a few little tidbits on understanding whether to buy or, or roll it out yourself. Next week, we'll continue on our journey, all things data. And we hope that you tune back in because we'd love to have you around. All right. Have a great week.